We're on air. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Dental Discourse number four. My name is John Michael. Hector Babylonia. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Saul Stam. He is the Assistant Dean of Undergraduate Studies at NSU. Yep. So if you want to start off just giving a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Sure, sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me here today, today guys. Uh, yeah, as you said, I'm the Assistant Dean of the College of Undergraduate Studies. Um, but I think the main reason you're having me here today is I oversee the dual admission program. Uh, which mm -hmm. is not just for dental, but DO, all the medical fields, and uh, several programs that are not in the medical field. I've been at NSU for about 10 years. I've been uh, running the dual admission program for about five years now. Um, and, you know, it's a great program. We, you know, really, in my opinion, the best and brightest at NSU. Mm -hmm. um, and this year, uh, we had our largest incoming class about 340 students coming in of wow. new dual admission students, and uh, we have over 800 dual admission students overall, which wow. is by far the largest we've, we've ever had. So, so the 340 so was for just medical? Or? No, that's all. all oh, programs. okay. Yeah. About half of those are DO, so DOs mm -hmm. are largest. Uh, dentals, uh, probably the next the next largest, and we have like, you know, marine biology is a large program, and then, you know, a whole bunch of other programs, pharmacy, autonomy. There's even, like, a law program, right? We have a law dual admission program, which has been growing the last couple of years as well. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And um, uh, how long have you been coordinating the program here at NSU? Uh, the, the dual admission program for about five years. Five years. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's from start, the when the, the program was started? Or? No, no, the program has been around, I would say, about 22, 24. 23 years really? at NSU. Yeah, it started off as a smaller program with uh, mainly a focus on some of the medical and also psychology was one of the graduate programs mm -hmm. that they focused on. And then over time, it's, it's grown more and more. And now we have, um, you know, for medical, you know, we have uh, the, the four uh, colleges of you know, dental, optometry, uh, pharmacy, and DO. Mm -hmm. And then we have the College of Healthcare Sciences, which includes... Uh, like PA, PT, OT, speech language, athletic training, um, and then um, you know we also have several non-medical uh, mm -hmm. programs: right. uh, marine, business, uh, criminal justice, computer science, law. I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. So there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of options for students. Uh, definitely. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Like the fact that it started so small, and then you're able to branch out and to make it such a big program and i don't know we also in the first podcast that we did mm -hmm. we did a little bit of research to see what other universities offer like a similar dual program for dentistry but nova has gone way above and beyond not just for dentistry and where you mentioned now that it just started for psychology and now offering you know opportunities for dentistry and even things like law and business I work at the College of Business for the graduate school down here. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of students. Well, not a lot, but we have students coming by that uh, they mentioned to me that they're part of the, the dual program also. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool to see that, you know, because I tend to forget since a lot of people here that come for undergrad are mostly like bio majors, very interested in science. Like the fact that NOVA also helps out with, uh, you know, like the business career path. No, definitely. I mean, even um, some of these non uh, the, the programs that are non-medical, you would think they're not the, the largest ones, but they've been growing. And, uh, you know, the business program in particular, they're doing a lot of things to kind of engage those students with, mm -hmm. with the community, with the business community, with the resources that they have, with their graduate students, with their faculty. Uh, in fact, I think uh, it's next week or the week after, they have a luncheon for all of the dual admission 
uh, business students with to meet the new dean. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of stuff to engage, you know, engage the students, which is really nice. Uh, so the students, it, you know, the advantage of dual admission really is that you have a reserve seat in your graduate professional school. So like yeah. you guys, for dental, you're not competing as much with the thousands of other people that are mm -hmm. getting right. into dental school. You're really competing with yourself. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, maintain your grades and DAT scores and all that stuff, you have a reserve spot. Um, in some of these other programs, it's a little bit different, so they offer other opportunities for the students to really get them engaged and other, you know, opportunities for them to kind of grow professionally, too. Right. So it's, um, you know, they, they, do a, they do a good job with that. Yeah. Um, so now we really want to run through, like, the whole process of the dual program and how, like, a student will get involved in that. So starting from someone who's coming from high school, mm -hmm. like how do you reach out to those students and like let them know about this program? Because it's it's a program, from what I know, is that like a lot of people are drawn into this school, particularly for the program and stuff. So how do you get out to those students that are like prospective students in the program? Well, what, you know, one of the things you know, as far as why students come here, I mean, I've met uh, with students and parents all the time, you know, over the years, um, and many of them have told me, many dual admission students have told me the main reason they've come here is because of dual admission mm -hmm. program. So that's nice to hear that. Um, we also have a dual admission ambassador group, um, and last year we asked every single one of them around the table, you know, your number one reason for coming to NSU, and maybe because they, mm -hmm. they were ambassadors, yeah. but they all, every single one said dual said admission. Dual. So it is a major factor in bringing students in. Um, our admissions, our undergraduate admissions staff uh, does a really good job uh, getting out, you know, mm -hmm. you know, not just in the local communities, but all around the country, you know, around the world to recruit students. And they definitely, you know, speak highly of the dual admission program. Mm -hmm. So when they go out to, you know, visit students in out west in California or up north in New York or wherever they, different places, you know, yeah. each of them have territories, um, you know, the dual admission program is a highlight of what they talk about. Mm -hmm. So if a student wants to go into a, you know, one of these fields, this is a natural fit for them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of where the conversation starts and where the interest starts. And then from there, what happens is, um, you know, the, our website, our dual admission website has all the minimum requirements for students in high school, mm -hmm. you know, GPA requirements, SAT scores, SAT scores, um, you know, prerequisite courses, all that stuff. So as long as they meet those prerequisites and, and meet those GPAs and SAT scores, they have to still apply to NSU, get accepted to NSU, mm -hmm, and right. if they meet those other requirements, they can also apply for dual admission. And then they do that through, um, you know, the application process, but then they get interviewed through the sharp preview process. Yeah. Which mm. I can't recall if you guys both went through that. Yeah, yeah so we, that's something we talked about. Sure we went through together. Right? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it in the first episode. We did touch a little bit on dual admission, but we're, you know, we're happy to get, like, real deep into it. But, um... Yeah, we, we met through the dual program. Through, we were through, in the, through the shark preview. The shark yep. previews, and right. then we, we were in the same interview. Right. For, That's interesting. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> we're doing this together. And now right. we're doing this, and we're, you know, we've been grinding together. We, we take most of the same classes, Good. but now, since he's transitioning, it's more of like... Our yeah, own, but like uh, taking more of like the, the last couple classes because I had to make sure I got in all the credits, um, like the Orgo and all of that, that I, the info that I had to know for the DAT. And then now I'm focusing more on like the physics and the microbio and things like that. Finishing off your requirements. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And one of the, the coolest things that we think about being able to meet through this program is like we got that like competitive uh, competitive edge towards each other. It's like a positive competition, you know, yeah. and just like working off each other and always like trying to improve. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's like really cool about the program is that other students are all, we're all interested in the same thing. We're all interested in going into dentistry or whatever the respective programs. And it's like, you're able to meet those people and branch out and like just 
you know, and really they, work off each other yeah. and try to like push each other and stuff like that. And like-minded people that all have, they're in the undergrad, but since they're in the dual program, they already have their mindset and like, okay, I'm going to go to a graduate program. I want to become a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, whatever it is. And it's people that, you know, have a different mindset than somebody who's somewhat like has a misdirection in undergrad when they're not sure what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the dual, it gives you somewhat of like a certainty that like okay what i want to do with my life is this like i I already made that decision and it's not like a binded like uh, gun to your head like okay you have to do this but it's you know i don't know i like um and also when we have like those get-togethers with the other dual students it's not just the the dental students Mm -hmm. but you're able to see people from other fields that it's like okay wow it's interesting to see you know um just like what i was talking about last time even the business people but also like doctors and even now, I think the most important thing in college is networking. And then at the end of, you know, years down the line, whenever we graduate, it's like, yeah, I remember this guy. We were both in the dual program together. Mm-hmm. Oh, doctor. Um, yeah, I remember Dr. Parlato. We, we went to, we were in the dual program, you know, and things like that. I think it's pretty beneficial. I mean, I think what you, you talked about is, is an important concept of the program here, mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, all, all the students that are in the dual admission program, in a way, you're part of a community, and that's, right. and that's important, but you're not competing with each other, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, the two of you are eventually going into dental school, but you're not fighting for the same spot. As yeah. long as you each do what you're supposed to do, yep. you, know, you do well in the interviews, you do everything you're supposed to do, you're, you're gonna, you have a reserve spot waiting for you. Yeah. Um, you, know, you still have to do well in the interviews of and course. go to stores and get your GPAs, but you're not in competition with each other, so you can really collaborate more and, mm-hmm. and work together more and b- build those relationships as opposed to, okay, you know, yeah, we're friends now, but we're <laughs> fighting for those yeah, ones. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a little bit different, a uh, different mentality, I think, which no, is absolutely. better for you guys. Yeah. It's more of like just encouraging each other and like pushing each other because it's like it doesn't hurt you for someone to do good because if you're both are going to get it, you know, if you're both doing good and you're both playing off each other, it's just like beneficial for everybody, really. Yeah, we both know each other's goals. It's like, all right, I'm going to help you mm-hmm. if well, whatever this subject is, maybe I understand it easier than you, but I want you to understand it because we're both friends. We're both in the program. I want you to be there, too. I want you to be with me. And uh, I think it creates like a healthy culture and like more than the negative competition, like, all right, I'm going to push you down. Maybe I'll even give you the wrong information on the test. And that happens at other places. Yeah. No, it definitely does. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so that's something that I think, um, you know, which fortunately doesn't happen. And from what I understand, too, and I'm not as familiar and as, as close to the action as far as like when you're taking courses in the dental right. school and the mm-hmm. medical school. But from what my understanding is, a lot of that same approach, that collaborative approach, is what you're going to experience at the next level, which yeah. is nice too. It's not a okay, I'm the top of my class. You know, mm-hmm. you're all working together to be successful together, which is a nice thing. Yeah, because I have heard that in like a lot of other dental schools and graduate programs that there's a lot of intense competition, and it's it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it, it can be, and I think uh, you know maybe there's a healthy portion of that that's right. okay but mm-hmm. i think um it, you know my opinion when you have uh students that are working together um to me that's always a better a better scenario no, you know, absolutely a recipe for success for everybody involved mm-hmm. and uh now going back to the interview process with shark Pew and everything do you happen to do any of the interviews yourself 
Um, I don't specifically do the interviews for the programs, but what I have done in some cases is I've, you know, if they needed an interviewer here or there, I'd fill in mm-hmm. or sometimes pop in as kind of a guest <laughs> interview. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a f- officially an interviewer. Um, what we try to do is allow each of the programs to provide faculty or administrators in their program to do the interviews. Okay. So, for example, in the dental school, it has traditionally been Dr. Lipman as yep. the associate dean for the dental school. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll have, um, you know, an admissions person that he works closely with. So it depends on, you know, the program. And uh, some of the programs are strictly faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the programs, it could be an associate dean. Some of the programs could be a dean. Yeah. So it just depends on the program and how they choose to do it. But we feel that it's important for the student to experience the communication, the interaction with the actual college that they're going to eventually mm-hmm. join in three or four years. But we also feel that it's important that the college is vested in those decisions, so yeah. that it's you know they, they're the ones they they picked you. Yeah, said this right you know, two three years ago. So now you're going. You guys are now going through this process, and you're being successful as undergrads, mm-hmm. and eventually end up in a dental school. They saw you at the beginning. They're going to see you again now when you interview. Yeah you know, three, four years later, right. and then, you know, the kind of cycle continues. So it's, so that's kind of how we, we do it. Okay. And but I do, but I kind of oversee, like, we coordinate with all the different programs to make sure who the interviewers mm. are, make sure that they're ready and, you know, prepared and all that good stuff. Awesome. So you, you touch basis then with the, the people who do the interviews, right? Yes, yes. I, I'm in regular communication with mm. them during all of Shark Preview, yeah. And is it, like, specific criteria that you look for uh, for every program individually, or do you guys kind of have, like, a general sense of what you look for in every applicant? Um, you know, it, it's up to the program. Um, so I give them like a, like general scoring rubrics that they mm-hmm. use, uh, but each program is a little different. So you know, one program may look for this specific quality in a student, another program may look for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's hard to describe. You know, what it, what every program will look for. It's because some of it is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, now the first thing is a student needs to meet the requirements. So they don't interview the students unless they've met the GPA right. and the SAT scores or whatever. So those are all critical. Like I think the SAT so, scores. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but um, the SAT T scores even fluctuate uh, between programs. Right. So within dental and, you know, DO, so they're a little different. So dental and DO actually are about the same. And, um, you know, we can pull up the, the scores and so forth yeah. if you want. Um, but but then the score is a little higher if you wanted to do a three plus. So like you did a three plus. Right. So if you started as a three plus, you had to have a higher score to have that choice. Correct. So for example, for the ACT, I believe it's a 26 uh, for, for dental. Mm-hmm. And for the SAT, if I'm not mistaken, it's a 1270. But if you want to pull it up and we'll, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll double check that. Um, good. But yeah, it is different from, from program to program. Definitely. So actually you have 27 and 1270. Right. Yeah. So, so it's 27 it's... ACT and uh, 1270 SAT. And actually 27 just went up to 27 because uh, one of the scores, the SAT, they've they changed it a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it took a couple of years for the scores to kind of get regulated and matched up properly with right. the ACT. So now it's it's a twenty seven and a twelve seventy. Yeah. Okay. So now you were talking about the the difference between the three plus and the four plus. The four plus, yeah. So um, I know that like being in the program, you're allowed to switch if. In you what can kind request of, for a switch. Yeah. You can request a switch, um, and there's a process that we follow where. You can do it at the end of a fall or winter semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's two times a year where you could do it. 
And the whole idea of it is, uh, well, first we ask that you're sure if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we can't do is because these programs are holding these spots for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can't have it like today you want to go four plus, tomorrow you want to do three plus, <laughs> next week I want to be a pharmacist, and next week I want to be a lawyer. You know, mm-hmm. you have right. to kind of know what you want to do. So. Yeah. Um, so you can request a switch. Um, you have to have an academic plan that you worked on with your advisor. Kind of shows that your your new program that you want to go into is you know is something that you can actually handle. Mm-hmm. Something that you can actually do in the three or four years that you're going to do it. And then um, we'll go through the request with you. I'll usually meet with every one of those students, mm-hmm. and then we'll work with the uh, college to make sure that they'll they'll approve it because mm-hmm. they have to approve it since they're the ones. Of course, yeah, it's their spot. Yeah. So. Um, and what was, because I remember there being um, like two options within the three plus four. There's like two routes that you can take, or or is that just I might be completely wrong. <laughs> but um, I don't know if there was an option where like your last year, what would be considered your last year of undergrad, would be like oh, okay. the uh, the first year of the graduate right. school. Or okay, so, so really, I guess there's two ways to look at the three. Right. Plus. If um, it, there really is only one three plus, but if you can mm. actually graduate in three years, mm. it's technically not a three plus because you're graduating just a year early. So okay. you're, what you're doing is you're just changing your transition year. Yeah. So let's say if you came into Nova and we're actually getting more and more students every year that come into Nova with a whole bunch of college credits from mm. high school. Yeah. Like they had that was AP, my case. So you had AP, College Academy, you know, whatever. Yeah. So if you're actually going to graduate in three years, mm-hmm. the three plus really doesn't apply to you because you're going to actually get your degree in three years. Oh, okay. The purpose of the three plus program is really for somebody, forget about those high school college credits, right. is for somebody that you finish in three years and you're not really getting your degree yet. Mm-hmm. Your first year of dental school counts as your last year of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a little different than mm-hmm. I'm graduating in three years. Right. So okay. A little bit of a difference. So I was just looking at it. Do either one. Um, the the three plus the disadvantage with the three plus in the traditional sense is that you don't actually have your degree after three years. Right. Mm-hmm. You you won't get your degree until the first year of dental school, and you also have to meet all your degree requirements in three years except for your open electives. Mm-hmm. If you're transitioning in three years, that just means you had extra credits right. that you can actually graduate early. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, because I think with Hector, you came in with credits. So yes. he's in the three plus, but it's like what but you said, where he's technically, technically graduate, right. Which is fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so all I did was just change my transition, you're basically. Right, yeah. but since you're in the three plus, it, it works out. Fine. Yeah. We don't need to do anything to change that. Um, did you want to get into like the DAPES program and how like that works? Um, sure, sure. If um, if there's a dual a student out there that's a first year student at NOVA mm-hmm. and they're not in dual and they really want to be in dual, mm-hmm. maybe they applied and they didn't get in or, or didn't. Um, just didn't know about it. Or didn't know about it, whatever mm-hmm. the case in, is uh, the DAPES program, which is on our website. It stands for Dual Admission Program for Enrolled Students. Mm-hmm. That offers the opportunity to, where you can apply after your first year at NSU. You have to meet at least 3.5 uh, GPA, mm-hmm. uh, cumulative in science, um, and a certain couple courses that you have to take, letters of recommendations and so forth. But that's another way to get into the dual program. Right. Um, so, um, so it's another option, too. And, and it's a nice option because uh, not all students get into dual, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they apply. Um, of course, especially in a program like dental, which is very competitive. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those students will still come to Nova, and then they have that year to prove themselves and, okay. and get a 3-5. You know, as you know from being a student here, a 3-5 is not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, so yeah, at all. Sometimes a student in high school will say, you know, or a parent will say, well, it's no big deal. My kid had a 6.8 in, in high school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously the, the GPAs are different. different skills, yeah. Yeah. The, 
you know, the, the honors courses and so forth are weighted GPAs and you don't get that here. So a 3.5 GPA is, is, a, is a tough mm-hmm. GPA to get it to keep. So, um, so they do have to work hard when they mm-hmm. come here. Especially uh, just, you know, like, a, like you said, being a student, like for a first year student, that's even harder because some of the classes you can not do so well and adjust and like do better. But if it's only that one year right. to get that GPA, like you might not be able to. It's like real tough. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, that was really And also there's, um, it's where you have all these requirements to meet, right? And if you don't meet them for the year, you get put on um, academic probation well, for the program. If, uh, you mean if a student that's in dual admission? Yeah, yeah. right, in dual admission. Right, so if a student is in dual admission and they don't meet the GPA requirements, the first semester that happens, they will be on probation. Mm-hmm. If it happens again, then they will be suspended from right. probation. So, so yeah, they, I mean, it's it's a, you have to meet those, mm-hmm. those high expectations. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, um, for these dual admission programs, typically the highest GPAs are around a three four, like for dental and right. I mean, if you were in dual, you probably need a three six three seven to be competitive. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so if you have to get a three four to keep your dual spot, you should be getting that anyway. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, we do have some students unfortunately that don't maintain their GPAs and, and get into that kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. But we also have many dual students that have a three point nine four point oh GPA. All yeah. So it's it's just really uh, a high high level quality student that we have in the program. Okay, and now uh, it, w- through accepting students, have you noticed something like a particular quality or anything that's like these students really have what it takes and they make it through? Because like you said, a lot of people may not make it through mm-hmm. even the undergrad portion of the dual program. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you notice that's like uh, a quality that a lot of the students have that make it through? I mean, it's a good question. It's hard to answer because every student's so different. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so it's hard to say, you know, one particular type of student. I think, you know, some things like themes that I notice, mm-hmm. you know, students that take it seriously. You know, every so often you'll talk to a student and they'll kind of be a little too overconfident about, you know, their grades and something. Mm-hmm. Just listen for a second. It's pretty <laughs> tough. Study. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take it. Don't take it lightly. You know, so. You know, you, you want students that, you know, are going to take it seriously and understand this, this requires a lot of studying. Um, and, you know, somebody that has a balance, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it's important for students to get engaged on campus and, and make connections and take on opportunities, as you of guys course. have done. Uh, but you have to be able to do that and balance your, your academic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you do, you know, 100 things and then you don't get to study, uh, so that's not good either. So yeah. you have to find the right balance of, you know, getting engaged, getting involved, doing all those things on campus that really are amazing opportunities, mm-hmm. but also being able to put the time that you need to study and, you know, use your resources. So I think, um, you know, I've noticed the students that are, you know, organized that, you know, when they come to a meeting, they kind of understand, you know, they already have like questions mm-hmm. set up for you. I mean, those are the kinds of students that you can tell they kind of like work on things ahead of time and they know these are the things I need to do with steps. It's the ones that sometimes are waiting for everybody to kind of tell me what to do. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's that's a little tougher. You want you want to take a kind of initiative of your of your um, you know of your education of, mm-hmm. of your life, and I think that's important too. But but again, it's it's really a tough answer question because every student is different, and, yeah. and you know what works for some students don't work for others. But I think overall, you know, getting engaged, getting involved, using the resources on campus, being organized, and just finding a good balance to be able to study and be successful mm-hmm. is important. One thing I wanted to uh, touch up on is something that you said with uh, the being confident and like comfortable because I, I think that's like something <coughs> that is an issue with a program like this is where you accept the students and then they think like, oh, I'm good, right. which is, you know, like you said, it's not the case. And it's like, how do you convey that to the students? Because people who are young, like just being young, it's like 
when you hear something like a program like dual it's like sounds it's like, like a set, guarantee you know? i'm in 100 yeah. percent. and like right. you said it's not so like how how do you really accurately convey that to students so that they realize the the severity of like not messing up when it comes to this because it's a really uh great program to be in and it's a really like a privilege and to mess that up right. you know it's, it's not good <laughs> well one of the things i do when we have our information sessions is i try to give some of those examples you mm -hmm. know I, I tell them you know the reason we're here today is so that you understand what all the requirements are and all that because Unfortunately, not all of our dual students keep their status. And, and mm -hmm. I tell them the reality of it, you know, when I have to meet with a student that lost their dual status, it's a really tough part of my job, mm -hmm. you know, because you feel really bad for the student. But unfortunately, we have requirements to uphold, and, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, they didn't, they didn't do what they needed to do. So it's a, you know, so I think for them to understand that it's a reality. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, well, you know what, if I don't do well this semester, I'll give, you'll give me another semester and another semester and another semester. I mean, you don't have that many semesters because <laughs> if you don't get your GPA right away, you're never going to get it to where yeah. you need to be to get yeah. into dental school. No, for so sure. we can't give you all those semesters. Mm -hmm. You have to get it. If you don't get it right away, you get one semester and that's it. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's important for them to understand, realize that it's it's that it's real, that the GPA expectation is real. Mm -hmm. And I think once in a while, when you have in those when you're in those meetings, you kind of see their eyes kind of look at you like, oh wait a second, mm -hmm. I, be, I better go study. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because this I could lose my dual status. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a guarantee. It's not you know that's why we're very careful not to use guarantee. The parents love to use guarantee which is because it sounds right good, yeah, but, yeah but we're very careful not to use that because we don't want them to be misled or, and their students to be misled to think that they can just come in and relax they still right. need to work hard they need to get their grades and you know and do the things <coughs> excuse me the extra things no. that they need to do um you know even things like you know you know shadowing and research mm -hmm. and all those things all those things are all important mm -hmm. so they still need to do all the right things to, to put themselves right. in a good spot and um, from your experience, from those students that do end up uh, completing the dual, the undergrad portion of the dual program, what's uh, in general, I don't know if you have any information on this, but the success rate of like those students once they're in the graduate program, are they generally successful once they, they reach their graduate program? Yeah, the, what we've seen from the data that we've received um, through institutional effectiveness is the students that go through dual admission and go into our graduate program mm -hmm. are more successful even than the students that don't, that, nice. they, uh, that they accept from other places. Keeping in mind that the dual admission students have an advantage with right. the and the scores. So our students are doing well in those graduate programs. So that's, that's important. Mm -hmm. Our students usually do very well during the interview process as well. We've had a couple of incidents in the past few years where really? a student is kind of, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. maybe well, it was a little overconfident going into the interview process mm -hmm. and it showed and that's not good either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you grow just because you have dual admission, you know, the college still makes the final decision. So mm -hmm. even of course. if the student meets all the requirements, the college can still say, you know what? We're not taking that student. Yeah. The student said this and this and that about this person, and <laughs> that's not what we're about. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think it's important to you know take it seriously, and <coughs> excuse me, and be professional all the way through. Mm -hmm. You know, and up until you know through the whole process, and then even when you're in the program, I mean, mm -hmm. you have to you know you have yeah. to maintain that that level of professionalism all the way through. And that's really interesting what you said about uh, the success that some of those students that go through dual are even more successful than those who don't. And that's something that you might not even realize because I feel like most people upon hearing like the program and everything might think that those students would be like more relaxed and more but like if they're not then that's like a very and big deal we're talking deal. about even comparing not just comparing to the students from here that didn't go through yeah we're talking about students that 
are coming from around the country, around the world. Mm -hmm. So um, based on what we saw, that it, it, it appears that the, the dual students do as good or better as those. That's as awesome. Those yeah, that's really good to hear. And that just shows that like the program is working. And is, yeah, is yeah the effectiveness. Else. I think so. And I, I think part of it too is I think um, you know the students that are coming through the dual program you know, they're, they already have that kind of connection to those programs. Mm -hmm. right. So, the, you know, it helps that they're already from NSU, that they've already, like, worked on, like, this is just, like, part two of their journey as mm -hmm. opposed of to course. coming from somewhere else where now they're starting a brand new... It's more of a, a shock. Like, yeah, yeah it, can, it can be, definitely. So I think it's a nicer transition for... Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we also have a lot of excellent dual students that end up going to other colleges, mm -hmm. and that's okay. I mean... Of course, personally, in, in the program, we always prefer that they all stay. Yeah. Uh, but if you know, if a student does so well as an undergrad and they have options and they go somewhere else, that's okay too. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's it's wherever you know you're going to be happy and successful as a professional. You know, down the road, I think that's you know we're happy for you if we were able to contribute in some way. So absolutely. Um, I think on that note, it's pretty good to i mean i think we can wrap it up yeah yeah i mean thank you for coming on this today yeah, thank you and i think we we provide a lot of good information for dual students for people who are prospective dual students or just people who don't even know about the program i think yeah i think a lot of people are going to find out about it now like for the first time sounds good perfect all right great so call nsu admissions yeah <laughs> questions about the program. yes absolutely all right well thank you dr thank Sam. you all right. thanks a lot all right all right all right